Welcome to track number 17 of The Beautiful Job. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What's going on? How many do you have? 47. 48. 48. Be faithful when you are forsaken by all. At my first answer, 2 Timothy 4.16, Be faithful when you are forsaken by all. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be held to their charge. Amen. Be faithful. All men forsake me, I'll be faithful. Remember what I was telling you about groups? When all the people leave you and forsake you, be faithful to the Lord. Don't depend on a group. Amen. 40. 40 what? 9. Know the names of many people. How do I, why do I say that? Because 2 Timothy 4 verse 19 says, Salute Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus I have left at Miletum sick. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Eubulus greeted thee and Pudens, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren. Paul knew the names of a lot of people. This one was not an instruction, but it was something that you glean by being with him. That he knows the names of a lot of people. So, you've got to remember, how many of those that I keep trying to remember names? Have you noticed that? Yeah, because everybody wants to be known. You don't, the people don't want to be a number. That girl over there. No, people want to be known. I know you know my name. Is it not nice to be known? Yeah, and so people want you to know them too. Vida, what do you think? It's powerful, isn't it? Aren't you glad I know, I know you? Isn't it? Is it exciting? Is it wonderful? Wow. So you got to know the names. How many know the names of a lot of people? Do you know a lot of people's names? Your church, you know everybody's name? Good. Don't ask me how you remember the name. Just keep trying to keep remembering. And once you get to a point, you get to start to remember. But you've got to know the names of a lot of people. Alright? Do you understand what I am talking about? Yeah, if you want to do well in the ministry, you've got to know the names of a lot of people. What is the work of a pastor? Feed, count, carry, lead, prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. Wow. How many do you have? 49. 
number 50. Always consider the scriptures to be something inspired by God. Always consider the scriptures to be something that is inspired by God. Always consider the scripture to be something that is inspired by God. Amen. Second Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. Wow. Once you believe the Bible is the word of God, you are, and you obey it. You are going to do well. When God says forgive, you believe God has said it. You see, there is a place in every minister's life where you come to believe that when you read the Bible, God has spoken. When you get there, God will be close to you. This is the point that Billy Graham came to at a point in his life and his ministry. He came to the conclusion that it was God's word was the Bible. That's a place everybody comes to personally. For me, I believe that the Bible is the word of God. When I see it, I believe God has spoken. I believe everything in the Bible. I believe the Bible is God's word. Amen. Once it's in the Bible... Is God's word. That's, that's my belief. And that was Paul's belief. And he was trying to tell his, his, his son, Timothy, that all the scriptures are inspired. Don't analyze something downwards to the point where you can't believe it. So, this one, it was written by this. This book was copied by Matthew. The original one was Matthew or Mark. And Mark copied it. And this and that and that. And there are mistakes in it. All that. Even the, the so-called mistakes. You must have faith. That this book here. Is not something to be tampered. Like the book of Revelations. A frog came out of somebody's mouth. This one. The Jonah. A whale. He went into the whale's stomach. He asked himself, Which part of the stomach can a man stay? Where would he be breathing? This and that and all those things. If you if you take them out of the Bible, you, you change the Bible. Jesus quoted and mentioned Jonah. He he authenticated the, the story of Jonah by quoting it. Jonah he said the sign that will be given you is the sign of Jonah. By saying that he was authenticating that story. There are other stories in the Apocrypha which Jesus never mentioned. 
and so on, and they are not included in the main text of the Bible. Because there is nothing that authenticates it. So you must believe with all your heart the Bible. Once we open the Bible and we see something there, you must take it, you must flow with it. Personally, God is speaking. You must have that mind. Are you listening to me? Billy Graham was struggling with this. And one day he went to a golf course. And in the evening he was all alone. And he laid down on the green in front of God. And he came to the conviction that the Bible is the word of God. And from that time, he said that if the Bible is the word of God, has the word of God, then if you repeat the words of God, then it will have the power of God himself speaking. So when he preaches, Billy Graham, he reads the scriptures. Yes, because he believes that if it's the word of God, when you, 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 you say those words, it's powerful, it's God's word that is being spoken. Yeah, I tell you. And so if you listen to his preaching, you see that he, he, he preaches the word and he reads the scriptures. And I, when, I, when, I, when I understood that, I said, wow, this is something that I must learn from. And I've also been doing that sometimes when I'm evangelizing. I read the scriptures. And there are some stories, I quote them. I repeat the words of God to the people. Is it fantastic? If Luke hadn't written his book, we wouldn't have the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Because it's not in Matthew. It's not in Mark. It's not in John. We didn't have had the prodigal son story. A whole lot of story. A man going to Jericho. We didn't have all those stories. Wow. How many are going to make full proof of your ministry? How many are going to finish your own course? How many are going to continue even all men forsake you? You are still going to maintain the right thing, isn't it? Is it not fantastic? Is it not amazing? Wow. How many love the scriptures? Every day you must lick them. You must eat them. You must believe that it's the Holy Spirit. Don't think that Paul is writing. You know, when a man is being anointed by God, he often doesn't even know it. There are times that I'm anointed. I don't even know that I'm anointed. There are times I've been joking, but I, I, later on it, was, it came to see that my joke was not a joke. It was a prophecy. So I don't even like this. I don't like using people as examples for anything, especially anything bad. I, I'm, I, I don't like it. It's acting it out. Too many of them have happened. Because my prophetic anointing is a casual anointing. It's manifest through casualness. As if you are just talking or advising, but it's prophesying. And it looks like you are just saying something, but it is the thing that you are even saying is, is going to happen to happen. It has happened too many times. People who know me, they don't like... When I, I say, please don't use me for that example. I've had people who have please don't use me for this example. I beg you, I don't like it. 
because they have seen it happening again and again. And when Paul was writing, he never knew that his letters would be used and used and used and used and used and used and used. He didn't, he, I don't think he ever knew. So in Rejoiner's book, when he spoke to Rejoiner, he said, I thank God that he used all my writings so much and rarely used them to minister. Because every Sunday, Paul's letters are read and reread and read and in different languages all over the world. Is it not an honor? They are very, very anointed. And you must believe that they are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah, Isaiah, all of them, they are heavily powerful things. And you can never understand the whole Bible fully. But it is an inspired book. And you must really trust it. And people have tried to quench the Bible. Throw the Bible away. Get rid of the Bible. But it's too deep. Too strong, too great to discard. Hallelujah. Now, even me in my life, I can see sometimes when I tell people that this is what will happen, I realize that they don't know how it can happen. But based on my small experience, I know that that is what will happen. And I feel worried when I read the Bible. And I see that in the Bible, the Bible is telling us, this will happen. You will be dead. And your works will follow you. And all those who did not serve the Lord will regret it. Then I get worried. I say, wow, it's real. It will happen practically. So may you honor the Lord. And may you serve the Lord. How many advices have you had, fatherly, what did I call this one? The beginning of it. 50 what? 50 what? Keys to being a good son. Amen. Now when you have the scripture and you believe the scripture, you will be thoroughly furnished for every good job. Stand up everybody. We are done. Wow. Close your Bibles, your books and let's pray for a moment. How many are blessed today? God has spoken to you. Now you see, listen, what I'm telling you, it looks superfluous. Superfluous means that it's like it's not even necessary to tell you that the Bible is inspired. But it's a place you have to come to, to really believe that what you read in Proverbs, don't say that Solomon was depressed, that's why he wrote what is in Ecclesiastes. Don't, don't say that. It's true that it's depressing. And he may have been depressed, but it's, we believe that it is inspired by God. By the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And Songs of Solomon. Don't try to change it. He said, I'm sick of love and all these sexual things, sounding things. Don't try. Sex is not evil at all. If there is no sin in you, you can have sex right in front of us here to demonstrate it. How it's done. If there is no evil in you. 
For sure, I'm sure about that. No animal thinks twice about having sex in front of you. They have no sin in them. The evil that we have in us, they don't have it. They are not falling in the same way that we are. They are part of the creation that is growing, but they don't have the evil. They just have nature. But we are full of sin. What's the problem? Yeah. You have made some things evil. And you think this is bad. This is good. This is bad. You've eaten the tree of good and evil. And you have got your own formula of what is good and bad. And, and you have departed from God. That's why Adam hid himself. Because at that point, he had in mind that this is bad. That is bad. This is good. That is bad. Which is very dangerous. God is the one who should tell you what you should do. Not a book or an idea of somebody. Amen? So lift your hands and thank God for His grace today. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. With thanksgiving, dear Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Which has seven parts. Fifty dimensions. Fifty ways by which you can be a good son. Believe that all the scriptures are inspired by God. Once we read it to you and we quote it to you, no? Okay. Wow. Is it fantastic? It is a letter from God Himself. When Lenin died, Lenin, you know Lenin, Stalin, when Lenin died, they wanted to choose a successor. Then to everybody's surprise, the wife came with a letter from Lenin, his will, and he had written, do not make Stalin the leader. He is too violent, too wicked. And the Communist Party should have listened, but they didn't, and they made Stalin. And Stalin came and killed twice as many people as Hitler killed. When Julius Caesar died, when Julius Caesar was killed, he, his assistant, Mark Antony, I believe, was thinking that he was going to be the one who was going to take over. And suddenly somebody came and brought a will. Not knowing that Julius Caesar has written a will. When they opened it, he said that he has left all his money and his name, Caesar, to a nephew. He didn't have a child. To a nephew somewhere who was in some island. And that boy's name was Augustus. His name was Octavian, actually. Yeah. Amen. Suddenly, it changed the course of everything. So what I'm trying to say to you is that a time comes 
when you see the letter that has been written inspired that this one came from this place, it will change everything in your life. It's just like a will. When you see that this person wrote it, it's really, really wrote it. It should change the course. So the Bible is different from every other book. Amen. And it must change the course of your life. Once you see it, that hey, it's the Bible, it's the will. The man himself wrote it. Amen. Now close your eyes and go to sleep. See you in the morning. <laughs>